Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. I mean, I never like celebrating someone losing a job, but, but I do have to play this for a certain individual. Screw you. You're fired. You're fired. fired. Mo Drayton. You're fired. Packers special teams coordinator. You're fired. You've been relieved of your duties. Well, here's the thing, though, Rowdy. And, and thank you, Vince McMahon, for doing that. Uh, that's what should have been happening right after uh, or right as LaFleur was walking to the podium after they lost to the San Francisco 49ers as LaFleur saying those two words. It would have been the greatest press conference of all time instead of LaFleur was like crying, almost crying up there, bubbling up uh, after the Packers got bounced in the divisional round against the Niners. Doesn't that feel good, Rowdy, to know that the Packers special teams now truly can't go anywhere else but up, which we thought last year, but they actually went down? Wasn't the, wasn't the term for the Monday after uh, you know the regular season Sunday, Black Monday? Correct. That's when he should have been fired. So before the playoffs, yes. And... I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but if Mo Drayton would have been fired on that Black Monday before the playoffs, I think the Packers may have actually had a chance at uh, advancing in the playoffs and beating the Niners because last time I checked, it was the special teams that lost it for the Packers. I do think it's pretty funny where it's like, okay, a lot of people say he should have been fired at the end of the regular season. A lot of people say, hey, he should have been fired after they lost, like, the next day. <laughs> or how about after the Bears on, game? On, on San Francisco or the Bears game, the Vikings game. Or, strictly, he never should have been hired. <laughs> I, th- I think it comes down to that, Rowdy. Strictly, he never should have been hired. So, he came from the Sean Meninga tree. Rowdy, Meninga. what do we know? What do we know about the Sean Meninga tree? You tried to cut it down and fire it before uh, the season was even over when Meninga was the... I uh, swear he was still fired earlier. See, but again, that was just goes to show you a Green Bay Packers special teams coach could have uh, should have been fired earlier. Yeah, should should have been. So that's a poison tree, by the way. It's someone has poisoned the water hole. I'll tell you that, Rowdy Drayden, un- assistant under Sean Menenga, who was promoted by Lafleur, only year on the job was a complete disaster. Breakdowns all over the place. I don't think I really need to you know remind you of all of it, but I guess I will. The worst. Special teams performance in postseason history in a loss to the San Francisco 49ers. A field goal blocked, allowed a long kickoff return, had a punt block that was then returned for a touchdown. Mo Drayton, one year, one year with the Packers, and now has been fired. You're fired! He's done, Rowdy. And the the next best thing that I was seeing after the news that Mo Drayton was fired was the fact that a lot of people on Twitter and and just the internet in general they were coming with now who's going to be hired from within that Packers special teams uh, for the love of God and all that is holy you have been hiring from within every change for this it's time to get someone from not your organization so Rowdy here's the question though. And this is something that you had mentioned yesterday after this news happened, and I chuckled. And we should have had a uh, we're going to have a poll over it today. So we have joked about it in the past since you know the Packers been outside of the playoffs. Is that if the Pro Bowl started today, well, as of yesterday until when the news come down like noon, that if Mo Drayton wasn't fired, he would have been in the Pro Bowl coaching because the Packers coaching staff is the one that will represent the NFC. For the Pro Bowl, the question then remained, Rowdy, should have should the Packers have fired him as they did yesterday or let him coach in the Pro Bowl and then fire him? I'm going to put a Twitter poll up. Should Mo Drayton be allowed to coach in the Pro Bowl? Well, you look at all the Green Bay Packers coaches from the past season, and there's been a lot of exits now. Obviously, Mo Drayton fired. You have uh, Hackett. 
He moves on to the head coach of the yep. Denver Broncos. You have Getze, who's now the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. All three basically have left within the past week. Now, I get why Getze and I get why Hackett wouldn't want to go to the Pro Bowl and coach. Like They kind of want to get into their new jobs yeah, and, and get, get comfy, going and, yeah. and, and kind of get Ease things in. rolling. But Mo Drayton, who's now unemployed, likely not going to be employed as a special teams coach in the future. Yeah, what's he doing? He has nothing. He's got nothing, nothing to do. Nothing going on this weekend. And it is going to be the Packers coaching staff, which is a little bit short right now. Very short, Rowdy. They, the floor is going to have to be doing way more duties than he should have to. We all know that the Pro Bowl is nothing close to a real competitive game. They aren't going out there hitting each other. Well, most of the guys aren't going out there to hit each other. They're not going out there to go a billion percent so that no one's getting hurt or tearing anything. Might as well give Mo Drayton one last send-off, right? Give him a nice little vacation. Yeah. Do a little special teams, because it's not like, we we talked about it. The Pro Bowl hasn't been a legit thing. When's the last time you tuned into the Pro Bowl be like, all right, let's watch the Pro Bowl? Years. High school, maybe. For me, I graduated in 2006. And it's not like like special teams is a big thing in the Pro Bowl, because nothing's a big thing in the Pro Bowl. I I think I'm for Mo Drayton uh, working one more weekend. I think I'm right there with you, Rowdy. It's like, what does Matt LaFleur want to do? More work on his plate? He's got to worry about Rodgers. He's got to worry about Devontae Adams. He's got to worry about the rest of his roster and how they get under the cap a purgatory hell that they're in. He's got to worry about you know getting to the Vince Lombardi's trophy, the Super Bowl. Matt LaFleur does not need special teams duties on his plate, Rowdy. Plus, Sp- if I'm Mo Drayton... Zone. Mo Drayton should coach in the Pro Bowl. And if I'm Mo Drayton, I'm doing everything I can to get to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I got that I got that under my get my list money. of accomplishments. Yeah. I'd probably get more money. Nice little bonus. It'll be a little vacation. Yeah. And rub some elbows with some other NFL teams and see if somehow I can't convince them to take me on, even after being the worst special teams coach this year. Rowdy, I think we're on to something, man. Uh, the Pro Bowl going to be in Las Vegas. Mo Drayton... Let's get him to the Pro Bowl. One more hurrah. It's not like anyone. Listen, who's going to watch? And even if, here's an idea, Rowdy. You know how we're probably not going to watch the Pro Bowl. If it, Maybe it'll be background noise. Maybe a couple plays here and there. I actually wouldn't mind tuning in to see what Mo Drayton's special teams unit does in the Pro Bowl. Like that could be a that could be one of the most funniest comedic value moments the Pro Bowl has ever had. It probably could be the most exciting because Something crazy is going to happen because we saw it happen all year with Mo Drayton as the Packers special teams coordinator. Just one dumbass thing after another dumbass thing. So maybe we can get actually some entertainment in the Pro Bowl. I think we're on to something. Yeah, and as much as I think Mo Drayton probably should be coaching in the the Pro Bowl just because he was on staff and (laughs) yada, 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 I still don't think that would have my uh, attention to tune in. Yeah, I think we were talking about this yesterday after the show and – I think the last time I actually watched the Pro Bowl as I was like, all right, let's watch the Pro Bowl today. It's probably 2012 or 13, almost a decade ago. I had to have been. Mine's definitely 10 years and more ago. I'm right there with you. I couldn't even tell you the last Pro Bowl I watched. I I had to have been at least a decade younger. There's no doubt in my mind. Mo Drayton, fired but still in our two opinions, should be coaching in the Pro Bowl. That's how meaningless the Pro Bowl is, and that's how much we don't want Matt LaFleur having to stress out about more, you know, duties on his plate. Especially with Stenovich, or not Stenovich, excuse me, Hackett gone, Getsy gone. They need some help. And Mo Drayton, listen, Rowdy, networking's probably pretty good in Vegas, too. Um, maybe he could get lucky in Vegas and find a new gig. I don't think, as you suggested, it would be his Packers special teams coordinator, though. No. No. All right, so we'll talk some Packers special teams and just well, the coaching carousel that it is. Uh, Packers have a lot of things to do this offseason. And, Rowdy, Tom Brady retired yesterday. We got to compare and contrast some things with uh, Tom Brady, his career. Caleb Williams, damn it, not coming to Wisconsin. We'll react to that. We have a huge basketball game tonight as number 11 Wisconsin is going to Champaign, Illinois, to take on the number 18th-ranked Fighting Illini. 8 o'clock tip. We got to get to that. We got Giannis Adenakumbo last night, dude, doing something, passing Michael Jordan, and Bobby Portis also stepping up to the plate. I take it back. 
the last time I tuned into something Pro Bowl-ish was the you know Pro Bowl skills challenges when they incorporated dodgeball. Yeah. That was 2016. Oh, okay. So it's not, not as long, but you watched it for dodgeball. Yeah. It was like for the skills competition. <laughs> so it would have been like briefly one time in 2016. Then before that, it was definitely like 2012 or 13. Yeah. Okay. All right. We, I'm, I'm going to find out how much money you make for this Pro Bowl. Um, I know if you win, you get more than obviously if you lose. But we need Mo Drayton to get as much money as he can. Let's go to the phones quick, though. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, DW from DeClaire. Hey, DW. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, I got one for you. You know, on the Pro Bowl, they don't do a lot of play calling. So the floor, by firing Drayton, he could be the special teams coach for the Pro Bowl. And uh, quarterbacks just call their own plays anyway. There we go. Yeah. Maybe LaFleur. Uh, sorry, DW. Continue. <laughs> hey, another thing is I think the winning team gets seventy-five grand, and the losing team gets fifty grand. I just looked it up. In 2020, it was $74,000 for the winner and 37000 for the losers. So no matter wow. what, we need Mo Drayton. I'm just trying to help out Mo Drayton in his wallet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but that, that was a long, that was a, that was a long time coming. But it's going to be kind of curious to see what the Packers' offensive staff looks like next year. I know the line coach got a lot of guys got promoted one step up, but we'll yeah. see what happens. Hopefully, it's not like the Packers' special teams when they keep promoting people up and they just keep sucking more ass. You know, if I was Lafleur, I think I'd give up play calling duties part time and work on the special teams. <laughs> you know, because uh, you gotta you gotta give your you gotta give responsibilities to your coaching staff. You can't have everything lay on top of a head coach. You yeah, know? exactly. you got to delegate. All right, boys. Have a good day. Hey, DW, the man, brother. Hey, hey go go, Bucky Badgers tonight now. Hey, yeah, you watching? Go. You going to stay up and watch? Uh, you, you know what? All right. You you enjoy yourself, man, and uh, okay. we'll be cheering on a win. Oh, victory, okay? Yep. Cool. See, see, you, boys. see you, buddy. Good stuff there from DW. Guy yeah, and you know what's kind of alarming is when Matt LaFleur took the podium and he's like, I'm not a special teams guy. I don't know much about special teams. Yeah, he said that, yeah. LaFleur was very adamant. I think it was one that. of the one of the big J's asked him if he would take more of a like a role in special teams. That was before the season ended, obviously. That was like, like after the Bears fiasco. He's like, Yeah, I don't know much about special teams. I'm not a special teams guy. Um I believe in our guys. <sighs> and then that belief that. got him a loss. I know. LaFleur was very adamant on the podium. He was like that a they weren't going to be making any changes, and th- this was after this was either after the Bengals, no, it was after the Bears fiasco. Remember, remember that Chicago Bears game, Rowdy, when the special teams was just like, "What the hell is going on?" And Lafleur was like, "We're not making any changes. Mo was our guy, blah blah blah." But to your point, Rowdy's like Lafleur's like, "I'm not a special teams guy. I am a quarterback guy. I'm an offense guy." Uh, I found the let's see here. I found some Mo Drayton quotes. So I'm trying to figure out in that uh, Washington Redskins at the time, that coaching staff, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan must have understood special teams. Clearly. Because Niners have a good one. <laughs> Sean McVay at least has a decent understanding of special teams. I mean, they're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> or if they don't, they understand how to hire a special teams coach. Which I don't think the Packers do. Uh, insane. Um, let's see. Let's go back to the phones again. Line two. Good morning. Who's this? Green Bay is in trouble. Oh, it's Chucky. Holy, holy, holy kidding. Kitty not, kitty not. Bring hey, back Forrest d- Greg. Yeah, bring back Forrest Greg, Charlie, my man. Charlie, oh. I think you, even with a can of ice house in your hand, could be uh, a Packers special teams coordinator better than Mo Drayton. Is there a camera in my apartment? I'm sorry? Is there, is there a camera in my apartment? You just called shots. I do have ice house. I got two left. Wait, Uh-oh. hang on. Are you saying that I accurately predicted you having an ice house in your hand, Charlie? Yes, you did. What are the you odds? Know, what are the odds know, of that? Y'all know me better than my old man did. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, daddy. Bird trouble, man. He, he, and I heard this on ESPN. Uh, who they hired that 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 bucket guy? Uh, and he he's still plays. Who, uh, Luke Buckus, the guy that got promoted for the Packers. Yeah, Dick Buckus's nephew. He's, yeah, yeah, I heard this on ESPN TV, and it's like they said he's stealing calls. Oh my God! Oh, 
You, Charlie, are you telling me that you heard on ESPN TV that TV. Luke Buckus was stealing calls from the Packers and feeding yep. it to the Bears? Yep. yep. You heard that? Yep. Rowdy, remember that? I think I saw yep. that same exact thing. yesterday, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard that. I think I heard that yesterday around 9.40 a.m. Yeah. 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 But you you said you heard it on ESPN TV? TV. Interesting. TV. Well, but, hey, Charlie, hey. all right, we got to hit this commercial break. You give me a Captain Kirk out, soldier, okay? Uh, how about Captain Archer out, John Luke Picard out, Even all better. the five red hands, and... All right, see you, buddy. Hey, yeah. uh, Captain Kirk out. I see you. Make, make my day. Bye-bye. Lord, make my day. I see you. Kirk out. All right, to quote Dirty Harry. Hey, in the last lucky punk, the last 10, 15 years, there's been a lot of sports talk radio shows that have went to TV. Yeah, so, um, by the way, if you want to see us like you're watching TV, you go to twitch.tv, search my name, Ebo says, at the follow button. But, Rowdy, it might be the ice house that's in Charlie's hand, but I know for a fact that yesterday at the 940 segment that you, Nelly, Rowdy, made the bold prediction that it was actually Luke Buckkiss. As a conspiracy theory Tuesday, you floated out there that it was Luke Butkus. Well, do you want to say it again? Well, basically, the the Bears have not been able to penetrate the Green Bay Packers in any way by defeating them on the field. So they finally got their mole in there on the inside, yeah. in the offensive line, which is you know protecting your franchise, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love in the future. So Rowdy, more evidence that everyone listens. As Charlie has just told us, ESPN TV watched it. They took Rowdy's theory, ran with it, and now it was out there. Or, I feel like that's definitely something not going to be said on ESPN. <laughs> or or that could be the Ice House talking. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. I bet you that's the Ice House drinker. All right, Rowdy. So there you go. I can't believe it. You're theories have been making it on ESPN TV now, according to Charlie. Absolutely unbelievable. All right, we'll uh, take a step back, get you caught up in the national headlines. Gone in 60 on the way. Uh, good stuff today. Our guy Barry Richter in at 7 o'clock. He's bringing in Bill Nagy. Badger legends unite. Bear had a cool experience at uh, Wisconsin Hockey over the weekend. We'll pick his brain. Talk to Nagy. I'm pretty sure Nagy knows Brian Ingram, the Badgers' new OC, because Nagy was with Paul Christ at Pitt. So let's ask Nagy about that. All right, you hear the Foo Fighters. That could mean one thing. Barry Richter in the house. Wisconsin hockey royalty. We also got Bill Nagy, football royalty. Nags, we need a song for you. I know. I was supposed to do the homework. Yeah, I well, I forgot about it, too, so it's all good. We thought we yeah, figured I'll one out. About it. I'll I'll find one by the end of the All right, so segment. Oh, you start thinking. I'm going to pick Barry's brain for a second here, but I have to play this. So I'm going to pause the Foo Fighters, and i gotta, I got to make sure you guys can hear this. I found this. I was perusing on Facebook a couple days ago. I was watching this little video, and uh, I have this I want to play for you guys. Uh, you can, you'll be able to hear it. Just take a listen. Uh, I- <laughs> Barry Richter. <laughs> Barry Richter coming out at the Kohl Center. Oh, wow. God, there, there you are on the ice with the sweater on. I was on the ice, man. The badge of greats. Barry, you're on the ice last weekend. Yeah. How, how was it? I played the game too. Yeah. yeah no, no, I had eligibility, they, man. They I should have suited up. I think they needed you. Should have suited up. COVID eligibility, fifth year. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's, they call that the long COVID, right? Yeah. That's that's from long COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a t- it was a it was another tough one. For the Badgers, as it, you played Michigan, and Michigan, it, actually, it was sort of a fun weekend just because alumni were back in town, seeing some old guys, and seeing, and then they obviously uh, did some uh, good tributes to the teams. That uh, 1972 team it was in the Final Four, 82 team, was it 77, 77, all in the five. So yeah, and then the uh, 92 team, our our team that was in the Final Four, but it's got an asterisks behind it, but. Anyways, we got to find that ref and fight them. They did a nice job for the alumni. They did a great job. And uh, I was ha- I was hanging with the boys. It was great. It yeah. was awesome. Did you, guys go, see. did you guys go tear it up at like the KK or Wando's? I had my, my son had some high school games, so I was in, I was in between tearing it up and being a dad. <laughs> but uh, uh, getting older. Yes. Yeah. So that but the fun. I mean, not only seeing alumni, but just. You know, Michigan is a very elite team. It was just a well. They have to, to four watch. Olympians. Did we figure out? Yeah, four Olympians. Two are gone, and two are gone. 
uh, for that game. They were already uh, overseas or, or with Team Canada. And so just uh, to see them snap it around, I don't know if anyone caught it. I know RJ's a hockey fan. He sort of RJ watched was there. On, RJ yeah, was RJ there. Saturday night. So they were... They're snapping around pretty good, so it was almost like keep yeah. away. Well, like I the, mean, and the thing was, the first period they played them well, and then right at the start of the second, they scored those two goals right away. Wisconsin's up two one, and then not sure there. what happened, but it looked like yeah. a total breakdown where everybody yeah. almost was like, <laughs> "I think awesome. we got this," and then we. Uh, it's it, you have to be on every single shift, so everyone's got to be focused when you play a team like that. You got to be so focused every single shift. Otherwise, if you break down once, boom, it's in your net. It's just in your net. So, so it was uh, it was fun to watch a team that's at a very very high level that Wisconsin aspires to be. Well, that's what you were saying last week. It's know. like go to the Cole Center, so you see like really good hockey. Like you'll see like really players that are at another level. At another level, first yeah. rounders, yeah. left and right. It's just uh, just as a Wisconsin or just a hockey fan in general, just go. Yeah, just watch no, it was hockey. great. Yeah. It was good. So, but disappointment. I think it's it's uh, it's been like that the whole season. Well, let's let's talk something like this, Bear. I, before we get to Nagy over here, um, something that was really cool. What was it like for you to be back on the ice with the lights off and like the spotlight <laughs> on you and the crowd cheering? How was I've that? never been on the ice with lights. I was sort of like a don't slip and fall type of thing. Yeah, it's did, just did, like, it's did a, you have some like some nightmares? You know, getting out there like and, yeah so I, I just didn't want to fall i really did not want to fall in front of uh you know seven there i'm not gonna lie if you would have fe- if you would have fell in front of rj you were you were like the the quickest skater out there but i think you were also <laughs> thank you the, the bar was there. very low the bar is very low if you, you would have fell doing that i would have had to question you know how you made it to the nhl yeah you would have definitely questioned. but it was, it was great it was it was fun to get out there with the players. I mean, listen. They, He's more used to skating backwards. Okay. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I'm a defenseman. Yep. Evo. You should have well, done it that way. Just came in backwards. <laughs> yeah. 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 Coming. <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy doing? Should have done a double axle or something like that. Maybe yeah. just worked on that. Yeah. Or the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Bill Nagy, Wisconsin football legend. Bill, can you skate? No. Yeah, neither can I. Never skated in I my can't. life. I, I, I can, I've done it once. I couldn't stop. I had to fall down or hit the boards. Put Bill in front of the net. He could get at least yeah. seven goals in a season. Just put Bill in front of the net. Just let it go. Just screen in the goalie. Now, what would you prefer, Bill, Bill now or his playing days with Wisconsin and the NFL as well when he was at that size? Oh, Bill, you're yeah. looking at me? No, which one would you prefer, him now oh, or him in the playing He's spry songs? right now. I think he's very spry. He's, he's, very, he's very in good shape. <laughs> I don't really know what spry means. Spry means you're... Oh, that's awesome. You're, you're, he's very svelte. You're svelte. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, how many pounds lighter are you right now? How many oh, pounds lighter? Man, from the playing days, probably like 60, 70 pounds less. Yeah, 60, 70 pounds. I how mean, much so, did you eat a day in your playing days? Uh, I didn't even keep track. It was no, just until you like wanted to vomit? Yeah, it was just... <laughs> Stupid, a stupid amount. But I mean, it, too much. Yeah, that's how. It's much. not like he's small now. So no, I mean, he's, he's, a, he'll, no. he'll do fine in front of the net right now. As he's a perfect size right here to be. I in could front pick of the, it up. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. We just got to learn how to stop. Well, you don't really have to stop. You just got to no, stand we just, there. You just put him out there. Put him out in the power play. He'll get. He'll get for sure seven goals off of his shin pads. Seven stick. Like yeah, seven goals in a season. The redirects. Redirects. I'm we'll, down. we'll work on tipping and practice. Yeah. All right, Nagy, we got a we got, right. a, we got a new career for you. <laughs> Guaranteed. Next Guaranteed week's homework. Goals. <laughs> for you, for, first things first. <laughs> he, needs a, he, needs a, he needs an intro song first. Then we work. <laughs> then we focus on the goalie stuff. <laughs> then we'll get you on the yeah. team. So, then Nagy, you get on the ice. I'm glad. I'm glad that the, uh, Barry's like I'm bringing Nagy. I'm with bringing you. him in. I, I really wanted to bring in uh, Bill. Uh, I don't call him Nagy. You call everyone by your last name, so, don't you? I love you, Ebo. You call him Richter. I love you, Richter. Everyone's by their last name. Except for Scotty. Which was Scotty came in hot to the Rogers. He's going to put start putting. You're going to become Nagy E. Yeah, pretty Nagy. soon. He, he I almost called you Matt. I almost called you Matt Nagy Ooh. once, so that's why I just kind of tried to like stay away from the. Whoa. I gotta come clean. I gotta come clean. Well, I, I, I bottled yeah. that in. I bottled it in for too long. It feels good to get off my chest. I wanted to bring him in. You know, we had a couple things go on the last couple of weeks, football wise, and uh, I thought bringing in uh, Bill in just to talk about some Wisconsin things that were going on, maybe yeah. some changes that maybe he, he's in tune with, and then also just a little bit of football. Recap, you know, we love right? seeing Bill too. Yeah, um, Barry, you would need your own show. Like no, you, I, produce, you produce, you produce your. your producing you're bringing in guests that for the 2 30 a.m it's for the 2 30 a.m you did trivia last week with uh scotty scotty came in early this morning and yeah he did all right so bill yeah see switched it up 
When it comes to Wisconsin football, my man, we got a new offensive coordinator on our hands. Coach Ingram. Yeah. What do you, I mean, how much do you know this guy? Because you were at Pitt with Paul Chris. Yeah. Did you guys cross paths then or what we happened? We never coached together on the same staff, but plenty of a crossover just mm-hmm. from relationships, coaching staff. When I used to visit, you know, Paul and the staff at Pitt, um, got to meet Bobby, his family, awesome people. I think fits the culture great. Yeah. Um, and just... Anytime you have a guy that's on an NFL staff for that long with a guy like Harbaugh, mm-hmm. you know that that speaks volumes about him, right? Just an asset to that organization and a different perspective, which I think is, you know, Wisconsin's offense needs, right? Yeah. Like you were saying that last time you were in that we will bring in someone on the outside with a different fresh voice. And I, I, that's pretty much what they did, right? I mean, Baltimore yeah. Ravens. Highly respected with the Ravens. Now it's time to get it going. And a guy that can take ownership too, right? It's yeah. not like a guy that's going to walk in there and, and be passive and just kind of try to fit in. I think Paul wants him to come in there and really bring that. Didn't the Jimmy Leonard right? do that? Didn't he come in and kind of bring that kind of attitude? That's well, just Jimmy in general. Like yeah. Everywhere that guy's been, whether it's you know playing days, coaching, you name it, he has that confidence yeah. to him. And Bobby has the exact same thing. I mean, you look at, he's a heck of a player, too. I don't yeah. know if people know that, but Thank that guy was a stud. First Bolitnikoff Award winner. Yeah, guy was a stud receiver, uh, a great coach, and he fits the culture. So I'm excited about the hire. Um, it would have been a little bit nicer if he was bringing Caleb Williams with Okay, him. I was going to I was gonna bring that <laughs> yeah, up, too. <laughs> so there's this, like, I don't big... know what the deal was with that. but oh Did, Okay, goodness. so, Bill, in, all your, so in, in your playing dates for the Badgers and your program and the culture and whatnot, did you think that there was a chance that Caleb Williams was going to say no to USC and come to Wisconsin? It just seemed like the perfect storm Man. with, you know, high school teammates his son dean and him and the relationship that they have with the family it just made sense right Mm -hmm. i think if this was a couple years ago when there was no nil and all that i think it would have been a done deal really oh for sure you gotta think i i heard some crazy stuff that all right i'm here for the family was their family was putting up like five million bucks what as we want this for other schools to get involved no kidding yes From an NIL type deal. And here's the deal. You don't have to report any of this stuff. No. Right? So this is coming from sources that, man, whatever. It's not going to be anything more than that, but it's it's getting crazy out there. Why didn't why didn't Hausman Group throw in like $6 million in there? I think we lost. I think Why we. Why don't you guys give him an NIL deal? So we did throw in something. Was, I think it was a couple zeros less. <laughs> we did throw in something. I get, that's what it came down to. That's insane. That's crazy. That's it came wild. down to it. And. And that's where a program like Wisconsin, I don't think that they want to get into that type of. Well, Roddy, what does Lane Kiffin say? Like, I don't even think they want to get involved with that. Yeah, it's like, that doesn't make race. sense. It's an arms yeah, race. It right? doesn't make sense. It's an arms race. We had a thing. Rowdy had a. Th- or we had yeah, a thing. Lane Kiffin was talking about how NIL is almost creating like a salary cap yeah. in college football. And obviously, I, maybe he wasn't exactly 100% correct in what he was saying, but almost like a. Major League Baseball, where there is no salary cap, was probably a better idea. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and here's the deal. Nobody has to report anything if they don't want. It's suggested to each athletic Oh, player. really? Yes. There's no, if someone there's says no like, rules or regulations. If someone tells this. me that I could have to, like, the worst thing I have to do is suggest something, I'm not going to. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> optional. You look at, yeah. let's you give me the at, option. I'm not going to let you know. Let's Opt look out. at all yeah. this stuff that was going on in the days of like Reggie Bush and all the people that got violations for it. Wait, he played in college and the type of money that was being. <laughs> so now yeah. it's essentially legal. So if you don't think that's going on yeah. times whatever, well, just a couple years ago, was it Tennessee? Yourself, Tennessee right? was giving uh, football <laughs> bags of McDonald's, of McDonald's cash full of money <laughs> under, under the table. This, yeah, and so and that was like two years, three years ago. And so these articles are coming out and saying like, oh, Ohio State that was three million dollars, and like that's all those numbers are complete bogus. Man. Yeah, all this stuff. Man. Basically, you need to each program needs to hire a general manager to line up these deals and work it 
outside of the program. That's what's going to need to happen. We told and that's Matt probably Bernie what is happening. Yeah, we told Bernie at Bernie. Yeah, you, Bernie. Need to, you need to be that guy. Somebody needs to be that guy. Yeah, Bernie could do it. And we all know that New Yorker. Uh, all these New Jersey. He would have a He'd have a slush fund. That would be to get the get sloshed fund. Actually, Bernie would take some Coors Lights with everybody. Mattress money. Yeah. No, it's all like the professional leagues with like baseball. How they were saying how you know they didn't have money for the. Pandemic when they were shutting it down, but then it came out they had three and a half years worth of slush fund. Yeah. Everyone's got multiple books. You only get to see one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Well, over here, private. Bear, Bear, you keep only one book, right, Barry? Well, I'm an open book. Yeah, <laughs> same. I'm an open book too. Yeah. I told you I was a little hungover when you guys came in. I'm very open. Yeah. All right, so when it comes to <laughs> that's just that's personal stuff. When plain it comes hurt, to plain hurt, buddy, <laughs> like Rogers with his fractured toe. So when it comes to Caleb Williams, I was like convinced he was coming. I'm like, this guy's coming. Yeah. The longer you know, he says he's not going to USC, the better it comes with the Badgers. Well, obviously he's not. The question now is. Do you think, and I don't want to say hurt feelings, but is there going to be like a fire lit under Graham Mertz then to be like everyone's kind of turned his back on him a little bit to want Caleb Williams in? Now it's still Graham Mertz's show. I was thinking that. Yeah. Through this whole process. Like, what's Mertz thinking? I was like, is that guy already submitted to the transfer portal? <laughs> That's what I was wondering, too. Like, what happens now? That's what I was thinking. Like, as a, and, as, well, you guys players, do you ever get your feelings hurt by other guys coming in trying to take your position? Or did it make sure. you just feel fired up to but then you fight you get hurt but then you get fueled up and then you get and you, all it depends some people have different some reactions people some people go in a shell and some people uh, uh, yeah. react it's I'm, funny because the nfl draft right everybody gets so fired up about it as a player like you're a young guy you don't really know you're like oh like new teammates this is awesome and then you quickly realize it's like those guys are looking at my replacement <laughs> yeah yeah like they're trying to get better and it doesn't yeah. matter if it if i feel good about it or not you know so every single year whether it's guys through the draft or free agents that's why i think just the nfl in general and multiple sport and yeah. You know, just they're just so competitive. Your, right? got breathing down your neck, right? Every single year, there's somebody trying to come in, and and so it's like I me with you, just, uh, Evo. I'm very already. I mean, you brought in Bill. I'm, not you, coming, you, I'm yeah. coming after you. I hey, if, if you want to, I'm tired today. You can, we can. Yeah, we. Can. You can have this. And I'm gonna if go. you give me that seat, you won't. You won't get it back. All right, just no. Sure you're the best. Man. Charlie calls in every commercial break. Just to let you know. I kind of thought about this for the last couple days, especially since Caleb Williams. It all reports is going to USC. Yeah. If Paul Chris missed on Caleb Williams, he missed on a top five quarterback. If you would have got him, you're bringing in a top five quarterback in the league last year. But now does this maybe make sure you find out what Graham Mertz actually is? Because he's brought in to be the quarterback. He's supposed to be a leader. He's supposed to be a guy that he was, what, shouting out people on Twitter saying, hey, come to Wisconsin, I'm going to be here, or I'm here, come to Wisconsin, we're going to be good. You find out what Graham Mertz is by throwing this little wrench into it because he could just box up and be like, well, I want to go play at a Mac school or actually be your leader and say, well, now this is my team and we're going to do it my way. And I'm going to go sling the football all over. There's like yeah. one of two things he could do. Maybe this was Paul Chris finding out what he has in Mertz. Cause I think a lot of people the last two years are like, what the hell do we have in this guy? Looks great sometimes. And other times not so much. Well, then you throw in Bobby Ingram too. Which yeah. is nice to for a change for Mertz. It'll be good. Yeah. I think the the new hire with Bobby Ingram would be good. The whole stuff with Caleb Williams. I don't know how realistic it was when he was looking at Wisconsin, and he could have been trying to leverage USC for whatever <laughs> for more funds. Or, deal money. Another another I, there's mill. a couple and different that theories could be with this. The scenes where Chris and yeah. Mertz are talking, be like, he's just using us, just to let you know. And like like I said, <laughs> I have no idea that, how how realistic that shot was, but I think. It's good press for the program, but yeah. I don't know if Wisconsin wants to get involved in some type of bidding war with no. that stuff. And yeah. and ultimately, here's the deal with Mertz too. Like, who who are the receivers coming back next year? Got Marcus DK, Allen, Marcus Allen, Ingram just is moving to wide receiver. And then I was Bell, yeah, I was thinking like Caleb ball. Williams better be able to throw it to himself or something. <laughs> And I'm not taught like they just don't have those type of yeah. weapons yet. And well, I hope that they can get them through recruiting and all that. U- UCLA transfer is coming. So that's good. They yeah. had the kid oh, yeah, just flip from Yale yesterday. Another 6'3 kid. From Yale? Yeah. Real smart it guy. Was, it was down get to the Yale, GPA and up on the team. Like, <laughs> Yale and Wisconsin. He picked Yale for the education. Then, I, then Yale lost their wide receivers coach. Wow. And yesterday flipped to Wisconsin. To Man, play that Big could Ten. be awesome. Rowdy, Rowdy always says that UW Lacrosse is the Harvard of the Midwest. Maybe uh, University of Wisconsin is the Yale. Hey, maybe of the Midwest. 
Does that does that fly? That's guys? fair. Is that does you're smart? You're a smart guy, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Michigan, Michigan professes to be the Ivy League of the Midwest, right? Yeah. Michigan does. So I'm excited to see what happens with the uh, the Badgers coming up here with this change. Change is a good thing. Scary sometimes, but it's a good thing. Yeah. So I think yeah, it'll so, be good. Like with Bobby Ingram, hasn't been an offensive coordinator before. Right. Do you think this is a scenario where his input goes into the offense and Christ is still calling the offense this year? Or is he completely turning the reins over and trusts Ingram to, you know, add his wrinkles into this Wisconsin system and call the plays? You know, I have no idea. It could go either way, right? right? Yeah. And that's what would you do, Nagy? I would love I would I would just say, Bobby, this is your show. <laughs> this is your show, you're calling it input the whole deal just because yeah. i think that's been somewhat of a i don't want to say issue in the past but it's been you know there's been too much on paul's plate as Clearly, the head yeah. coach the administrator trying to get involved with the quarterback coaching room calling the plays COVID, all that stuff covid stuff it's tough yeah. yeah so i think this is an opportunity for him to really say hey bobby take this take some ownership and appreciate um, the opportunity. I, well, and I, I mean, yeah. and appreciate you <laughs> for all the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bill knows more yeah. about that, but I, but that had to have been hashed out before he came. Yeah. I, in my opinion, yeah. that that is like, okay, what's my role? Right. What is my role? And, and we're that, still waiting to see what position group he's going to be coaching. Right. Right. I don't think that's been officially announced. Oh. I mean, the only open spot right now is technically quarterback. If Chris isn't going to do it, right. Uh, oh. I mean, then you're either looking that is at... interesting. Yeah, because wide receiver, you already have a, an established coach there who's doing well on the recruiting trail. Right. And tight ends, I mean, Mickey's doing a great job there. It's the best job. Right. And those are, those are the two positions he's coached. Right. Uh, and, I mean, you're not going to put him on O-line. You're not yeah. going to put him in running back. You're at a position where... Right. What position do you put him at? Either... Or he's just offensive coordinator, and you lose yeah. tech, a coaching spot on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, a lot yeah. of lot of moving parts here. I love yeah. it. All right, boys. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, time hate, flies, buddy. That's, that's, Cruising. If I could just you know stop time to talk with you guys, that's totally <laughs> what. Uh, before I let both of you guys go, and thank you for coming, and I always enjoy it. Uh, I do have to bring up something. Rowdy and I were at the uh, dugout club. It's uh, for raising money for baseball. In uh, the state of Wisconsin, we had a banquet on Monday, and one of the speakers was up there talking about the best Wisconsin athletes of all time, and he read down a list that someone had wrote. The guy was on the list that was, like, receiving an award, but number one on the list he read, your dad. Oh, yeah. Pat, Pat Richter. Yep. You can't go anywhere without hearing about Pat Richter, no. Bear. So we were... Uh, Three-sport guy. There was, uh, it was Bice. Bice was there. Johnny uh, Bice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey, I think he yep. played hockey played and baseball. Yeah, he was there getting baseball, an award. A heck of a baseball player and <clears throat> yeah. hockey player. Memorial kid. Yeah, so they were talking about Vice. And then before that, I just had to bring up your dad about that. But Bear and Bill, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Man, I hope the Bengals pull it out. Yeah, Joey Cool. That would be great. I like that. But here's the deal. There's some UW guys that play for the Rams, two O-line guys, Havenstein. Yeah. And um, Edwards. Edwards. Eddie. Yeah. So you're, so you're going for Bengals? Bengals. Bear? I, I like to say I like to say I just want a good game. Exactly. That's what I say. My kids hate it when I say that. I, I, you're who's your favorite team? Chester. I just like a good game. Yeah, you're good. It would be a great story for Stafford. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know That's much. True. You know, that, Stafford. That would be a good story. And then, uh, you know, for uh, Burroughs, who uh, looks like Macaulay Culkin, I think that would be also good. <laughs> he really does. Macaulay Culkin. He really does. Alone. And boys, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady called it a career. Twenty-two years. Tom Brady. We guys. Tom Brady guys. Yay or nay? I think you have to be. <laughs> this guy just did it right. That a boy, Bill. Be. What was the question about? You a Brady guy? Tom Brady guy? How do you not? I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't blame that dude or pick at that guy's life. How do you do that? Seriously? Are you because well, he's won too much? Hell yeah, I'm a Brady guy. Right. I got a hot wife. I got Uggs. Like me and Brady are the same. <laughs> you got <laughs> habitual winners. Yeah, drinks a lot of water to avoid. Uh, a lot sunburns. of similarities between Ebo and Brady. The only difference is we. I eat tomatoes. He does not. He doesn't eat nightshades. He eats avocado. Ice cream. I love some avocado. Boys. All right.
All right, I need, a, I need a beer or something to hear the dog. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. So there you go. Caleb Williams going to USC. It's, we kind of figured it's just kind of a bummer to, to hear. Uh, breaking news on the NFL really quick. Uh, I know we got some Minnesota Vikings fans that listen to the program. I'm sorry your team stinks, but here you go. The Broncos, Rowdy, are expected to hire former Vikings OC Clint Kubiak as their new quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator. A big hire for uh, Nathaniel Hackett as Kubiak helped Kirk Cousins have one of his best seasons in 2021 while calling plays in Minnesota. So there you go. There's a little coaching uh, carousel again as the Vikings now uh, say goodbye to Kubiak, and he is now with the Broncos. So there yeah. You go. yeah, that uh, Minnesota staff, pretty much non-existent these days. Yeah, I mean, Packers are losing their guy. I mean, not the big, well, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously, with the Broncos, but we'll see. Mo Drayton, the latest to be uh, jettisoned off of this Packers roster. Not I haven't been following the Vikings as much because I feel like a lot more of the Bears news has has kind of been talked about more. Yeah. But at this point they do they have a they don't have do they have a GM yet? I've even been paying that close attention to the Vikings. The Vikings? Yeah. I don't think they definitely don't have a head coach. They now don't have an offensive coordinator. I don't think the Vikings I, I haven't GM really yet. heard anything no, either. No, 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 it was that it was uh I can't pronounce his name. Uh Adolfo Mensa. Oh, Ad- yeah, Adolfo that, yeah. Mensa. Yeah, he he was hired, yeah. That wasn't too long ago. No, that was, I think it was a week ago. But yeah, ago. it's all been Bears news, right? Yeah. It's all been, oh, the Bears, they got their new GM and Ryan Poles. Oh, they got their new head coach and Matt Eberflus. Oh, yep. They just got their new OC and Luke Getze, former Packer. I'm still trying to remember Matt Eberflus's name. The Vikings have been pretty low-key, like, not talked about. No. Yeah. Hell, we've even talked about the Lions more than the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings. We'll we'll make fun of them, you know, when the season comes up. All right, Rowdy. So uh, sticking in the NFL vein here before we do a little Wisconsin basketball. This is uh, quite the story coming out of the Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores is now suing the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos, and there was another team in there as well. Um, Giants, Dolphins, and Broncos in the NFL uh, for racial discrimination. So this whole thing that has come out is pretty wild. Uh, this, I wanted to talk about a chance, or what was supposed to be a chance impromptu, wink, wink, meeting on a yacht. So check that. Remember when, um, by the way, all meetings happen on yachts. If you've ever watched like ballers or what about Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Brian Flores, Rowdy. Oh, okay. Uh, Brian Flores was offered $100,000 to lose uh, each and every game. That's a terrible look, right? Like, that's not good. Uh, let's see here. Well, speaking of throwing games, when you talk about other sports, now Pete Rose wasn't suspected of, well, kind of, of throwing games, but not really. He's not in the Hall of Fame. You you even had the Eagles coach who was, they were losing on purpose for a better draft pick. That got Doug Peterson fired. Yeah. A guy that won a Super Bowl. Obviously, clip. this is even, I think this is even worse than losing just one game. <laughs> Because it's the owner saying, I'll pay you $100,000 under the table to lose. It's like Rachel Phelps in the movie Major League. Like, she wants to relocate, lose every game. But this time, it's like they're actually letting the people know. Ben, thanks to Ben Kenny over here, he's got the clip of Flores talking about it uh, here uh, about tanking. Let's see. Tanking games to get a better draft choice and said he would give you $100,000 for every game you lost. As you can imagine, that obviously has enormous repercussions. What can you tell me about the specifics of that offer? How specifically did he state that to you? You know, that was uh, a conversation about not doing as much as we needed to do to win football games. Take a flight, go on vacation. I'll give you $100,000 per loss. Those are just the exact words. Um, It's not something, look, I deal in truth. Um, And I I say that to the players as well. I'm going to give you, you know, good news, bad news, but it's going to be the truth. It's going to be honest. Um, And 
in that instance, you know, look, I, I, I came from, but this game's done a lot for me, mm-hmm. uh, a lot for me personally and my family. Um, and I've said this, you know, on other you know, shows, but my parents are immigrants. I'm first generation. I grew up with, you know, you know, in a tough neighborhood here in, in, in Brooklyn, Brownsville, where there's crime and poverty and, you know, violence. Um, and it was hard to, to make it out of there. And the game of football is a reason why, or a big reason why, along with a lot of the great people that mentors I've had in my life, um, why I was able to have the success that I've had. So to disrespect the game that way um, was, was, was something that, you know, trust was lost, and there were certainly some, some strained relationships, and ultimately I think that was you know, to my demise in, in Miami. $100,000 to lose every game to tank for the number one draft pick, and then he would have just been fired anyways. I would imagine. And then Potentially he could have been, yeah, especially if it came out. So here's another part of the story that has come out with this lawsuit that Brian Flores has. In January of 2022, uh, I'll read off the report here. Mr. Flores has spent three years as the head coach of the defendant Miami Dolphins. Fought himself without a job, excuse me. He was fired by the Dolphins after leading the team to his first back-to-back winning season since 03. Uh, the purported basis for his termination was alleged poor collaboration. In reality, the writing had been on the wall since Mr. Flores' first season as coach of the Dolphins when he refused his owners direct to tank for the first pick in the NFL, or uh, first pick in the draft, excuse me. And indeed, during the 2019 season, Miami's owner, Stephen Ross, told Flores he would pay him $100,000 for every loss. And then there's this part. As I see the phone lines blowing up, one second, I'll get to you. After the end of the 2019 season, Stephen Ross, the owner, began to pressure Flores to recruit a prominent quarterback in violation of league tampering rules. Mr. Flores reportedly refused to comply with these improper directives. Uh, undeterred in the winter of 2020, uh, 2020, Mr. Ross invited Mr. Flores onto a yacht for lunch. Shortly after he arrived, Mr. Ross told Mr. Flores that the prominent quarterback that he wanted to meet was conveniently arriving at the marina. Obviously, Mr. Ross had attempted to set up a impromptu meeting between Flores and the, quote, prominent quarterback. Flores refused the meeting and left the yacht immediately. And after the incident, Flores was treated with disdain and held out as someone who was noncompliant and difficult to work with. So now you have to break it down for all the different reports that have come up. So now Justin Flores, or sorry, Brian Brian Flores Flores is saying they were on a yacht and the supposed quarterback was Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that was Deshaun Watson. And they don't name Deshaun Watson, but let's put two and two together. Yeah, and in a report with, what was it? When the report first came out when he was fired, it was differences between the GM on Tua. Yeah. And then you have... Then you have the owner in a different one, uh, on a different you know, part here. When they fired Flores, they made it sound like he didn't want to as he wanted Watson, right? It was not Deshaun Watson on the yacht. It was Tom Brady. What? Yes. How, it wasn't Watson? No, Watson wasn't available. This was before the whole Deshaun Watson thing. So this, this is Brady. This was during Brady's, before Brady's free agency. So it wasn't Watson. Oh, this is after the end of the 2019 season. Correct. Okay, so that timeline does add up then. So it was Brady. Yes. So Brady, really? Yes. Brady was there on the yacht to have well, a meeting. the Dolphins owner wanted to set it all up, but it was before he was actually a free agent. So it wasn't Watson. Correct. It was Tom Brady. Interesting. I guess after the end of the 2019 season, the timeline kind of ends up then. Well, then if, if it's Brady on the yacht, oh, then, then the, you have... No, winter of 2020 is when the yacht thing happened. Winter of 2020. It is the people I I can go through the Twitter, but the the people that are kind of digging through this and yeah. setting up the timeline, this was before the Deshaun Watson stuff. Interesting. Well, regardless if it's Watson or Brady, you have one quarterback on the yacht. You have one report saying that he got fired because the GM and him had differences with Tua. Yeah. But then you have the owner wanting to tank for a quarterback in what was it 2019? Yeah. So, obviously, they couldn't have loved Tua that much, or at least the owner didn't, if they were going to tank because they still got Tua. I I heard he wanted Joe Burrow. That, and that's the thing. It's like the only way. But then the GM was defending Tua. Yeah, because he started defending Tua. Then he, st- he stuck with Tua. Which is, they still took Tua over Justin Herbert. Yeah. What a wild story. This is crazy. 
I'm just curious how this flushes out. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more coming up. We have uh, a relief pitcher on the way. Yeah, Ben? Quickly, that that tanking era that he's talking about, his quarterback in Miami was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzmagic. And I've, Brian Flores and Fitzpatrick together, you could tell the rest of the team to tank, and Ryan Fitzpatrick will make plays to win a football game. Yeah, and Flores That's is like, I'm not, ta- he's like, I'm not tanking. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to not go out there yeah. and, and be ridiculous and try to win. And, I, and Flores ain't going to do that either. Well, I think just looking at the situation when you spell it out with random quarterback on yacht, Tua being the GM's pick and supposedly Joe Burrow being the owner's pick, there's a lot of dysfunction in the, I guess you would say, the top three guys in line at that Miami organization with owner, GM, and head coach. Yeah, what a everyone, everyone was on a different page. And Flores never should have been fired. The guy's a great, good, good coach. And then the Bill Belichick text messages. That's about, a classic Brian Brian. That's a Brian up. Brian mix up, but that's just clear. Which wild. One thing I will say about this whole situation, I find it unbelievable that people above the age of like fifty still sign their text messages with their initials. Oh no, <laughs> BB. Some, like some, some, of text message. Yeah. some of them do full name. Dude, the worst. <laughs> though, I know you don't do Facebook, Ben, but the worst is on Facebook when someone comments on something. They're like, "Oh, haha, Ebo, you're so cute in that picture." Signed, and Sharon. It's like. It's like you could see. It's like the, you literally says your name. Yeah, on it. Or I see like, your name. I see your name. If you, you get a message, say Aunt Sharon or something. message from like say the same person, and they go, "Hi, Ebo, this is so and so." Yeah, yeah. It's your like, name yeah, flashed yeah, up yeah, when you message. All right, let's go to the phones really quick. Thanks for waiting on hold. Who's this? Z in the D. Hey, Z in the D. What up, Broski? What's up, buddy? What's happening? Not a just back in Wisconsin working. You sound depressed. How was uh, the Wawa? The Wawa's good. The Waffle House is good. Makes me want to move down there for a little bit. I know. I want to move to Florida too, bro. Yeah, I mean. I was looking at Texas. I, I was looking at Arizona. I was looking at Florida. I was looking at, like, just living off the land somewhere like the the, the country, Idaho. Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this Brian Flores. I mean, why would he want to tank when it's going to be his job on the line anyways? I mean, unless that owner is going to be like, all right, you tank, we'll give you an extension right here. Three more years, $20 million. So even if he did get fired, he still gets that money somewhat guaranteed. I mean, you're because you're a, you're a head coach and you have a losing record, for you to get another head coaching job is very, very hard, and especially since we're hearing about it is the color situation in the room is that it's harder for color coaches to get head coaching jobs. I mean, just how it is right now. So It is yeah, what I mean, it is, brother. Yeah, and then you got the whole Tua thing and Joey, and it's just ridiculous and all and all. So You know what I they mean, say, right? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I heard that yeah. before. So what, I mean, I guess a, a poll should be, what is the most dysfunctional organization as we speak right now? Is it the Washington Commanders? Is it the Miami Dolphins? Is it the Detroit Lions? I mean, what is the most dysfunctional organization? The Lions. Stafford's in the Super Bowl. It is the Lions to a point, but I mean, they're trying, I guess. But you like the Miami Dolphins. Outside of this, you have the Richie Incognito incident. You Ooh, have multiple, yeah, Richie Incognito. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that whole incident there. You got the Commanders and their sexual allegations and Gruden and all that stuff. I mean, what one is really, honestly, the most dysfunctional? Hey, we'll take we'll take pride knowing that the, the Packers are squeaky clean right now. The most as as we speak, yeah. <laughs> knock on wood. Zena, we got to get this uh, this beer interview coming up here for uh, for neutral. Anything else on your mind before I let you go? Nope, that's about it. Hey, we love you. We miss you. Glad you're back in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. is that really your real hair? Oh, in the picture. Yes. What do you think? I think it looks like a wig, but it could be real. I have no idea. But that hair, if that hair is real, that's props to you. I don't want to spoil it one way or another. So whatever you think it is, it is. Okay. Sounds good. It's a wig. See you, buddy. And call, calling you out, Ben. Karaoke. Oh. See you, Ben gave you the thumbs up. All right, here's what we're going to do. Oh, the picture he's referring to, my mom posted something on my Facebook account of a, uh, of a picture of when I was a kid. And I have a giant uh, blonde curly wig on. It's very, 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 very handsome. <laughs> What is today? Wednesday? Jeez, mister. Happy Groundhog Day, by the way. Uh, ben, you'll be happy to know this. 
Jimmy the Groundhog in Sun Prairie did not see his shadow early spring on the horizon. Yeah, can I say something here? Yeah, Jimmy, yeah, I mean, your mic's on, isn't it? I am all for Jimmy. Punks of Tawny Phil is an absolute fraud. Yeah, he saw a shadow. Now, we, we saw... Punks of Tawny Phil's the worst. We, was, like, we had people earlier saying that Jimmy was the fraud and that Phil was the real groundhog. No, I'm a Jimmy guy here. As someone who is from Punxsutawney Phil territory in the world, <laughs> I, I'm a Jimmy guy. Punxsutawney Phil, gets out, he, he's a fraud. But the, I don't know if you know this or not, Ben. It was in the year of 2015. Did you know what Jimmy the Groundhog did to the mayor of Sun Prairie? No. I'm going to play a little clip, and then I'm going to tell you what happened, because they don't specifically say what happened, but here's the mayor of Sun Prairie <laughs> in 2015 as Jimmy the Groundhog is whispering in his ear. Oh, oh hang on a second. I just got to unmute this tab here. Um, well, WTF, man. Hang on, sorry. That, that was such a buildup and nothing happened. I'll, hear, I'll tell you, Ben. Phil, I'm sorry, Jimmy the Groundhog, well, while he was whispering in the mayor's ear. Got a little hungry. He got a little hungry, and he bit the hell <laughs> out of the Sun Prairie mayor's ear as he was talking. I, I, the I don't know why it's not working. I think they missed their opportunity. One... Yes, they kept Jimmy alive. They didn't put Jimmy down, but I think they should have changed his name. They changed his name to Mike. Mike Mike the Groundhog. He's Mike Tyson. He's going out there biting ears off, eating children. Here, one second. He broke his back. Good morning. I'm Rena Ninen. And I'm TJ Holmes with the top stories on this Tuesday, February 3rd. That killer snowstorm that headed the Midwest and Northeast is fine. Well, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here, Jimmy, give me the judge if he's cute. The official groundhog. You see him there? Ow! Oh! This was in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. He was held up to uh, the city mayor's ear. He was supposed to be whispering to the mayor about what's going to happen with the forecast, but he bit the mayor. The mayor soldiered on. <laughs> he Bottom bit line. the hell out of his ear, dude. That's what Jim, Jimmy don't Jimmy don't play. Maybe he Jimmy was malnourished. Play. Maybe he was a malnourished groundhog. Jimmy don't play, all right? Now, I'm Team Jimmy here. I mean, if if you're not going to feed a groundhog enough to have him whisper in the ear, then I, I don't know if you deserve to be in that position. You know, I'm Team... That's grit right there. Jimmy was hungry. What I'm do you him. feed a groundhog? Dirt? Lettuce. <laughs> Lettuce. Bugs and worms? Lettuce. No, I, Aren't I, gophers a groundhog? Gophers suck. They should die. They're a pest. They're in my yard right now. What's the difference or between they were. the two? Well, groundhog's They're much smaller. bigger. And it's much thicker. Yeah, the gopher's smaller. Huh. And PJ Fleck rolls boats with him. Uh, line one, who's this? You got your Maytag, man. Hey, what's up, Zach? The, the, the residential, uh, pretty much all things Western Pennsylvania expert. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> being, being that I had actually gone to one of those Punxsutawney Phil, I, I don't even know what, what you want to call it, extravaganza. It, 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 seriously, it's like two days of partying, you get up at like four o'clock in the morning, stand out in the freezing cold, and you watch these guys in top hats and old tiny outfits reading the scroll that the groundhog picked out. It's a farce. It's an absolute joke. Ben's over here shaking his head laughing. I'm with you. He's got Punxsutawney Phil has around a 32% hit rate <laughs> for accuracy. So he's like a normal weatherman. All right. Look, I. You know, 32% is really damn good if you're in the major league. Okay, but when you're got, talking about, you know, weather prognostication. I have to ask both you guys something then. Both you, Zach, you and Ben. So we went live in some prayer this morning in the 7 o'clock hour. And before they brought out Jimmy the Groundhog to see a shadow, I kid you not, they played the national anthem. I know, I heard that. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> Why? I have no idea. But okay. did, did, do they play the national anthem in Pakistani Field Country? As, as as someone no, they no, they don't. Okay, they well, they play a lot of they play a lot of polka. So and it's a lot of it's a national anthem before pulling a groundhog out of a cage. It's it's a lot of polka. Uh, you know, you're I like, at, like I said, after about two days you're kinda like, all right. You know, enough accordion. Let's let's. I move. like the I like the movie. The you most. don't like polka. You like polka when you're drinking. Right, right, right. Well, have and, you heard and, of the Happy Schnapps combo? Yeah, you know, the bear still suck. Right. I mean, that, that's that's acceptable polka. Yeah. You know, I, I could have that on repeat all day. Same. But when it's you're talking about, you beautiful. know, it's like angels singing. When, when you're talking about the Western Pennsylvania polka, oh man, it is. Ooh. So, are you Team Jimmy or Team Puxatani Phil? Oh, I'm obviously Team Jimmy. Okay. Because Punxsutawney Phil, like I said, thirty-two percent hit rate, and Jimmy bad. and Jimmy just didn't see a it's shadow. Like Jackie so. Bradley Jr. at the plate. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, we're, we're Jimmy. We're Jimmy guys here. Zach, you're the man, brother. We love you. Love you guys. We'll see you. See you. All right, hot take. I think I would always take the groundhog to say that it's uh, six more weeks of winter. Because I don't want an early, like, I don't want March to come in like a lamb and go out like a lion. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, it's a little warm for a couple of weeks. And then you get another snowstorm. You can just do what I do and not even pay attention to any of it. Yeah. I don't even notice what the groundhogs say. I just see pictures of them on Twitter and get angry. Well, only the mayor knows what Plus, they like, say. Plus, like, who cares? Actually, I'm sure there are people that well, care. Well, no, it's, it's funny because I care to a degree because it's funny. Like, yes. it's so stupid. But who has a some large decision looming on whether a, an animal says there will be more weeks of cold? Apparently the mayor of I mean, it's Wisconsin. I, I'm trained to assume <laughs> that it will be cold until it is warm. Well, duh, it's the mayor of some prairie. He almost lost an ear over it. <laughs> God, we should call him Mike. I mean, he is children. Really? I, the only reason I do care is that, you know, the sooner it gets warm, the sooner we could play golf. Yeah, now we're talking. But I don't know what groundhogs saying anything have to do. Man, what? Well, groundhogs, I don't think, like golf. Plus, like, you're didn't I teach you guys not to trust anything from Pennsylvania? I never, you didn't teach me that. I've already, I've known that for my whole life. Confirmed. Yeah. Maybe just re, re, reaffirmed it. I always have my head on a swivel when I'm around you. Yeah. I don't want batteries thrown at me. <laughs> you know. What else do you guys do? Oh, Ben, by the way, I made me on cheesesteaks the other night. Blew it out of the water. Pennsylvania should be ashamed.